Welcome back to the Grim and Glamorous podcast, and we are your hosts, Albie G. Andrea. In the second part of our Halloween episode, we're going to be sharing our own personal ghost stories and encounters with the paranormal. We hope you enjoy. Alright, welcome to part two of our Halloween episode. And in the first part, we talked about our favorite movies, costumes, and different traditions that we've had. I think another way to, uh, you know, besides besides movies, like one way to kind of get into the spirit of it is we'll read like ghost stories or, um, you know, paranormal stories. And Mm -hmm. I know like we have our own stories, right, that have happened to us. Like, I don't have a lot, but I do have a few. Um, You had a story that was kind of interesting from like grade school, from junior high, right? Oh, yeah. You know, you're in study hall or daycare. Uh, yeah. You're doing basketball after school. We were, you know, basketball practice, and then we would go and just, like, sit and do your homework and then wait for, like, your parents to, you know, come and get you. Um, but I don't know what it was, but there was, like, a trend at <laughs> at school, like, in, like, my grade that they were into the Ouija board. They were just very curious about the Ouija board, but they were very into, like, Oh, let's practice the Ouija board, blah, blah, blah. And so, like, you could obviously at a Catholic school, what are you going to bring a Ouija board to, to school and play with it, like, at lunch? Yeah, they'd like, probably I'd, take it away. They'd or something. take it away and probably burn it. Like, I think that's what would happen. So, what they would do instead, they would take a piece of paper and write out all the, the letters and numbers and, like, whatever was on an actual Ouija board and use a pencil as, like, the little. Um, what is it called? The little thingamabob that moves around? So, yeah, with the Ouija board, there's a little uh, instrument called a planchette. And it's like a little plastic yeah. triangle. And it's got a little clear lens in the middle. So that way... Uh, or sometimes it just points at um, like the letters. Yeah. So I just kind of... It, it's what you use to navigate like the letters yeah. and spell out words or phrases. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like... So, we, or not me, but, like, people in my class would go and they would, you know, do the Ouija board, like, in between, like, class or, like, doing in the, they would go and, like, take their tests and they would do it in the back, like, where no, none of the teachers would see or whatever. So, like, at, um, while we were there in daycare, I'm doing my homework and then, like, one of my classmates, one of my teammates from basketball there's a group of them and they were playing with it and like they had been playing with it for I want to say like two weeks like they've just been back and forth oh let's do this on um at lunch or let's let's go and play with this at recess and so they've been just been playing with it and playing with it and like one of them was like oh yeah I talked to a ghost and this ghost I don't remember what they said that the ghost name was and there this it's a little kid and blah 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 and we're talking to we're friends now like and I was like you can't be friends with a ghost like they're not your friend this they're, isn't a thing that's real like this is they're dead like, yeah like they're dead and you're alive and this is not real so I guess they were talking to this ghost this quote-unquote ghost and there's a lot of little kids around like you know probably first second grade running around like coloring or like doing their homework or running around being small children. So I'm doing my homework and I'm sitting next to them just not 
not paying attention, but also, like, hearing what they're saying. So, like, okay, they were talking to this ghost, and they were, like, moving it around. And they're like, okay, if you if you can hear us, um, or if, if you're there, there's a little kid right there. Make him fall. And so, like, <laughs> okay, picture this. We're in a big, like, little auditorium. So there's a huge picture of, like, of Our Lady of Guadalupe just hanging in there. Because, you know, <laughs> this is a Catholic school. I mean... They're like, all right, so if you're here and you can hear us, make this little kid fall. So all of a sudden, this kid who's running at, like, top speed falls, like, trips and fell right on his face. And the girls next to me screamed so loud and ran right up to the Our Lady of Guadalupe picture and just started praying so hard. <laughs> and I was laughing so so hard because I've never seen people drop to their knees. Were they? Was the kid crying when he fell? Um, I don't. I think he was. He was probably crying a little bit. Um, and it was it like instant? Like as soon it was as they like said instant. That, it, it was like okay, make this little kid fall. Next thing you know, this kid was face down on the on the floor. Wow. Just crying, and they immediately ran. Oh my God. They ran and they threw away the paper Ouija board. <laughs> wow. It was so, so funny. And I was just like, I was laughing and also being like, that's what you get for playing with the Ouija board. So um, were they, they were convinced then like that it was real. They were 100% like praying they, to Jesus that they would not, like their souls would not be taken by the Ouija board or whatever. And, uh, so, like, before, um, before the kid fell down, when they asked the spirit or whoever they were talking to, uh, before they asked the spirit to make the kid fall, mm-hmm. like, they were, they believed that they were, like, communicating with, some, oh, yeah. with something, right? Yeah, they were saying that they had, like, a full, they had full conversations with this, uh, kid, like, all the time. So... I mean, they were like, well, how old are you? Like, when did you die? Um, like, they would, like, always talk to this kid. So, and, like, they had a name. Like, they, I guess it gave them a name. But I don't remember what the name was. And I don't remember what, what you know. But it was, like, the, it was supposedly, like, a, a child that they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think it was just, like a, like, a kid. Okay. So. Yeah, that's, um, what did you, what did you think about that? Like, were you, because <laughs> thought... you were, because you were there, um. You knew that your friends were, like, using this thing that they made, mm-hmm. um, like, a makeshift Ouija board that they had been using it for weeks, and then you, like, were overhearing their conversation, yeah. and then you saw the kid fall. Yeah. Um, so, like, what was your reaction to that? Like, did you think it was real, or did you think it was, like, a no, coincidence? No, I thought it was or... a huge coincidence, because I was like, of course the little kid's gonna fall. He ran top speed and tripped on, like, a, a power, or what is it, Um uh, a Hot Wheels. Like, of course he's going to trip and fall. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> but just like the, for you, it was just like the timing was kind of. The timing was great. Like, I mean, it was, it was amazing. It was so funny. Wow. And every time I think about it, I fully tears. Like, I think it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, they just stopped. And then after that, it. they were just total saints. Yeah. Wow. That's, um, <laughs> that's kind of funny. Um. I mean, just the timing on that is kind of spooky. Like, 
as soon as as soon as they asked this <laughs> spirit you know make this kid fall and it, it fell and yeah they just run over to you know the picture of mary um yeah i think i'd probably have the same response if i was doing that and <laughs> um yeah that's a good that's a good story um but I remember you told me the story years ago, and I mm-hmm. thought that's that's such a good, a good one. Yeah. Um, has anything else happened or that you know of, or like? Um. Do you have friends that have like experienced weird stuff? I think I have. Like, I mean, I know a couple of people who are, have been like, my grandma comes and visits me. Um, I I know of like a house that's haunted or something like that. But one of my college professors told us a story. That he had a poltergeist in his house. I don't remember. Like, I remember him telling the story, but also half paying attention, half not, because I was in class. I think he said that one of the symptoms of having a poltergeist in your house is that there's a constant drip of some sort of, like, a weird substance. You can test it, and, like, the test will come back as, like, not, like, water or not, like, you know, not something that's, like, on the scale of normal or not normal like i think he said that he had like a like a full drip in his house coming from the ceiling somewhere mm-hmm. and that they couldn't figure out what kind of substance it was things would like fall in his house randomly and like he said that he believed it was a poltergeist yeah i think uh, that happened in like the poltergeist like movie the actual was, poltergeist um... movie right you know, like, and a poltergeist, um, if you don't know what that is, um, is supposedly not just a ghost, but it's a spirit that will move things around and, like, stuff will move on its own inside your house. They'll go flying, like, doors will open by themselves, shelves will open, stuff gets misplaced. Like, it's sort of an active ghost. Yeah. Like, whereas, you know, an ordinary ghost would be, you know, like, the spirit of a dead person and you just see them, but they don't, maybe they'll interact with you, but they won't touch you and they won't touch anything pretty much. But a poltergeist is sort of, um, it's active. Like it, it'll move things physically. Yeah. Um, and in the poltergeist movie, that is one thing that does happen mm-hmm. is um, there will be strange um, noises, sounds, movements, and also um, like liquids or water or... Um, stuff will ooze from like the walls and um, it's kind of like a creepy creepy experience I I, yeah. I don't know anybody that's had that experience um, it does sound like something that would be really terrifying because you know if you don't know what it is and um, maybe if you don't even believe in that stuff um, to be experiencing that where you know things are physically moving mm-hmm. um, I think that's pretty pretty scary first of all I would be kind of grossed out that like something is dripping from your house yeah and then not knowing what it is mm-hmm. i'd call the priest just call them yeah but you know what my room is always cold i just want to point that out maybe you have a poltergeist if it's cold all the time i think that's one thing that people say um not that it's constantly maybe cold it's just a ghost but i don't know no i i, I so people that have experienced ghosts or like hauntings they'll say that there's cold spots but it's not constant it's sort of like off and on Mm -hmm. like randomly there'll be like really cold areas Mm -hmm. 
and not just like oh it's a little chilly like it's like freezing cold where Mm -hmm. you can like see your breath Mm -hmm. i don't know if you remember the sixth sense movie yeah there's that scene where um i think um what's his name sees a dead spirit or a dead girl yeah um condensation from her breathing because it's so cold Mm -hmm. um i think you see that in movies a lot when it's like really like you know spooky or scary or there's like Mm -hmm. a ghost you see that how cold it is but um that's what's that's what one thing that people describe when there's a haunted house or something like there's just like mysterious cold spots yeah like it's not in a whole room um it's like in one area it's not all the time it's just like off and on Mm -hmm. and it's also like very like it'll be like warm or like you know 70 degrees and then all of a sudden it's like freezing Mm -hmm. yeah that's interesting that your professor had that experience yeah. Um, what What did he teach? What, what um, kind he of... actually taught, like, but yeah, he taught film. Was music. this at uh, Fullerton? This or is at Cal State Fullerton, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of funny that a music professor would talk about that. I've had a few professors that, like, will talk about, like, scary stuff or, mm-hmm. like, paranormal stuff. Um, but, like, I, you know, I've studied psychology and, like, religion. Like, that's mm-hmm. an area where it's not uncommon to talk about stuff like that. Right. So, like, that doesn't surprise me. Like, it didn't surprise me when I've had professors talk about their experiences or share them. But that's interesting, that music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of, like, college and professors, um, my my ghost story happened in college. Mm-hmm. So, um, my campus was is very old. So, I went to a liberal arts school up in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. And um, what was kind of creepy or scary about that was um, the school was run by the Christian Brothers. So it's a Catholic school, and they're an order of religious people. But all they do, all they focus on is education. So they're all teachers. And that's all they do is teach. And um, But at my school, what they used to do was... um, they used to bury the brothers underneath the school. And so it's called the catacombs. So I guess like where the school is built, there was just like, there were already tunnels underneath the school somehow. And so they just used that space for like brothers that had passed and they would bury them under there. Um, they've since moved them. So they're not there anymore. They moved the brothers? Yeah, they, so they moved them when the school, um, as the school was, like, expanding and they did more buildings and became more modernized, um, they moved the brothers to, like, proper, like, burials and cemeteries or whatever. Um, but the spaces underneath there are still there. So every Halloween, the brothers would give a catacombs tour of the school. Yeah. As kind of like, you know, just a fun little scary thing where they would take students through some parts underneath the school. So there's like a gate that opens uh, on a certain part of campus. Like you go down these stairs and there's like a small gate and you unlock it. It's usually locked, like dead bolted. Um, So every year when they do this tour, um, they'll take groups of like 10 or 15 people and they'll take you on a tour of the catacombs underneath the school 
and they're pretty complex like they only take you on a certain part they only take you on a certain uh short tour you don't see everything because there's like long hallways and um and it's pitch black like you have to go with flashlights and so i i remember i went on this tour my freshman year with you know my roommates and my friends and they told us the story that the brother said was true and i guess you can look it up and there's like a history there but um so they told us the story that um they had these catacombs and uh so they've had them for years but apparently like kids would sneak down there mm-hmm. students would sneak down there and kind of like you know hang out maybe they would drink or maybe they would you know smoke cigarettes and just kind of like have fun down there but it's like pitch black so apparently one year this group of students went down there and they kind of got separated like they were exploring on their own and one kid got lost and um, so people after a few hours everybody went outside and this one kid was missing and everyone's like hey where's this guy like so they went back looking for him they didn't find him and like hours went by and the kids were finally like okay like we need to go get help because it's been like he's obviously lost down there yeah and so you know they called public safety like campus safety they called some of the the brothers and they went looking for him they sent like a search party down there they couldn't find him i think it was like days later like almost a week later they found him finally and he went mad like he totally was like unresponsive like went crazy had to be sent to like a mental ward like they found him in a corner like curled up in a ball just like completely like incoherent like because it was just like pitch black he was there for days he couldn't find his way out and got lost and so um yeah he just went crazy from being down there that's awful um yeah i guess like certain parts of it are almost like a labyrinth like it's just like a maze and if it's pitch black and you're you don't have any way to find your way back mm-hmm. um so yeah that was kind of a <laughs> it's kind of a, a, a creepy history there for the school but um you know not many schools have that like just tunnels underneath the school yeah so um you know, not going to lie, I went down there a few times with some friends. Not deep into the catacombs, yeah. of course, but um, there was one year where we kind of snuck down there and, and saw it for ourselves. And it is creepy. Like, there's certain parts of it where um, it's just, like, dirt and cement and people, like, you know, tags on, you know, graffiti on some of the cement. And there's just, like, random stuff down there. But, um, yeah, it does get pretty complex. And so... You know, when I went down there with some friends, it was almost, um, we had already gone on the tour, so we kind of knew our way around, but, um, yeah, we didn't stay down there long, and we didn't really go deep into them. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, kind of a weird quirk that our school has, (laughs) but, so, we have the catacombs there at our school, and, um, but we also have supposedly, like, haunted buildings. Okay. So... There's one building, and I think it was actually my freshman dorm. My freshman dorm, Augustine Hall, 
I don't know if that one was haunted or there's another there's another dorm that supposedly somebody like what a student like tried to like kill herself so she like jumped out a window I don't know if she died I think she died but supposedly she haunts that building and that hallway there's also so I remember this was my junior year so my junior year no my sophomore year so I lived um so my campus is sort of like in the hills of the bay area about 10 miles from Berkeley but it's kind of like suburban area but it's there's a ton of hills and so my sophomore year I lived in a townhouse that was further up um so there's like a one large hill where the campus sort of like you drive in and then there's like this big hill mm-hmm. and so my my townhouse was further up the hill so you have to kind of like walk up there but it's also like more quiet and peaceful and so kind of like a nice place to live like you know your sophomore year and was there with roommates and so um our building advisor our resident advisor was um one of the brothers and he had like a dinner the first week that we moved in and kind of just to meet everybody and so um we were talking to him and he's like hey have you guys like experienced any like weird stuff in your in your room or your you know on the floor and we're like no we really haven't noticed anything and he's like well um if you guys like ghost stories he's like i have one um so he's actually on in this building and on this floor uh maybe about four or five years ago the former brother that lived here you know died in the building and on this floor and apparently people have either seen him walking around or have like had things move around and he goes i don't want to freak you guys out but you know i just you know thought i would share that with you guys and so we thought that was kind of creepy mm-hmm. um and then actually like that n- that first week after so we had already met this brother and he was telling us the story this background um that first week i remember i was in my room so i had a single and i had two friends that shared a double right next to me and then on the other side it was the same setup so a single and a double a bathroom was in the middle that linked these two sides of this one suite. So there was, you know, six people in total, three on one side, a bathroom, then three on the other. Mm-hmm. So there was one day where I was coming back from class and, um, you know, I just went to my room. I wasn't sure if anybody was there and I'm just kind of like working on some homework and, you know, it was pretty quiet. And then all of a sudden I hear like... Um, like some like rustling around in the bathroom Mm -hmm. and and then I hear like stuff falling like as if somebody knocked over um like a bunch of stuff in the shower like Mm -hmm. shampoo bottles um toothbrushes like I just heard stuff falling so I thought you know okay somebody's probably in there and they dropped something or whatever and then like about 10 minutes later I like went out just to see if anybody was there and nobody was in the double next to me and then I walked through the bathroom and there's stuff all over the floor in the shower um just bottles everywhere 
Um, but nothing looked like it. It didn't look like anything fell. Like there was no like shower caddy or anything where stuff right. could fall from. It was just like a mess. And then I walked over to the other side and there was nobody there. So I was alone in this, in the, in this, the whole suite out of six people. I was the only one there and there was nothing. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Maybe, and I thought, I just thought maybe somebody fell or, you know, I, maybe something fell or whatever and just knocked stuff over. So I really didn't think anything of it. And then on, it was either like Thursday or Friday, like towards the end of the week is like one of my last classes. I had an early class that day and um, I like hadn't set my alarm. For some reason, I just like forgot about my alarm and I was like dead asleep. And then I, I, I felt like as if something pushed me. Um, like I physically felt like as if I was being shaken awake and, um, and it was jarring enough where I woke up and I like was like looked in the room and I thought it was like one of my sweet mates. I thought it was like one of my friends. There's nobody there. Um, and then I look at my clock and it was like 10 minutes till that my class started like mm-hmm. enough time to like changing it ready and, and make it to class and you know it's the first week and I was like you know you do have to be there the first yeah. week or you know they can drop you from the class so I was just like you know one in shock that I like I physically felt like I was being pushed and wo- like woken up and um also too that like the timing was perfect like my alarms didn't go off but it was, like, perfect timing to, like, wake up and still make it to class. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was, like, really, like, lucky and fortunate. Um, and then just, like, reflecting back afterwards of, like, okay, like, what if that was, like, the brother that lived there <laughs> and, like, woke me up so I could make it to class? <laughs> and he was just, he was the one that was, like, rustling around in the bathroom and, yeah. like, knocking stuff over. Um you know, I didn't see anything. Like, I never saw anything. Like, I didn't see a ghost. I didn't see a, right. like, a spirit. But it those were two instances, like, coupled with that story that the brother told that made me think, like, okay, like, it's maybe it's possible that, you know, there's a dead Christian brother walking around the floors <laughs> and, you know, checking on people and making sure they get to class on time. And, mm-hmm. uh at least so, he's helping you out if it is. Yeah, a helpful, friendly ghost. Um, also, that year too, in that building, I had like probably like strange dreams. Like, like I, I'm pretty good at remembering my dreams, but that year in particular, like they were just like bizarre and strange and almost kind of scary. Like I don't remember specific ones, but I do remember them being weird that year. So I don't know if that was a sign of anything, but um, but yeah, that's sort of my my experience of, you know, potentially maybe it was a ghost. I'm not really sure. To this day, I really don't know what that was. But um, yeah, I do have some friends that have like actually seen things. I haven't seen anything, but um, I'm not sure how I would react to that either. Like if I saw like somebody, a ghost or like. You know, what, yeah. do they, what do they say that they look like? Like, they're kind of, like, all white or gray or, like, I don't know. They kind of float. float yeah, or... they just kind of, like, I mean, I don't know if it's, like, a, 
if they, it's just like a like a standing figure or if like they actually move around. I think it's just standing, right? Like I don't think they actually just walk around and have fun. I think it's just they kind of stand there, look, stare, and then disappear. Yeah, I think it's interesting to to hear people's stories or beliefs around, you know, ghosts or the mm-hmm. dead or or spirits. Um, like, I think it's just um, depending on like your belief system. Like, some people really don't believe in in that, or some people don't really believe in, you know, the afterlife, or. You know, if you're if you're religious, I guess maybe you'd be open to that. I would, I maybe that people, maybe like relatives can come back and visit. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I've never I've never seen anything, Pro- and I'm glad that I haven't. I think that would really freak me out if I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I'm open to the possibility that it there's something out there, or there's, you know, ghosts or spirits, just because, um that experience in college was weird enough where it was sort of like, okay, like, maybe that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, the RA that we had, um, you know, Christian brother, he he actually was the one that was like, yeah, I th- I've seen him a few times, mm-hmm. or he still walks around. So to have somebody that was, um, you know, a religious person, a, a figure, an authority figure, um he was a nice person too very nice very helpful um would make dinner for people would help clean up the hallways um really looked after the building and looked after the people that were there um so to have him like say like oh there could be something here i think um was kind of interesting and then to kind of experience something also was was kind of weird but (laughs) Yeah, that's that's my ghost story, and it's not even really a ghost story because I didn't see anything. Yeah. But but I love that your ghost like helped you. Yeah, it's a like, friendly ghost. Like, hey, get up for class. Make sure yeah. you get there on time. Yeah, I mean, he didn't say that, but well, I know, but me. like, <laughs> yeah. I guess that's if you're gonna have a ghost, it's better to have one that's helpful. That's, or... Yeah. But yeah, um, that's my ghost story, and that's your ghost story. That was my ghost story. It's, I, it, does that even count as a ghost story? Yeah, it does. Who knew that like you can draw something on a piece of paper and it would actually work? You know. Yeah, that's interesting. That like your friends made this like makeshift Ouija board, yeah. and because if you, I mean, if you think about like what's on a Ouija board, like there's the letters. Obviously, I've never used one. But, um, you know, there's, there's like, letters on there. You have the little planchette. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that, you know, you're communicating or opening mm-hmm. this, you know, line of communication between, you know, a spirit or a dead person or a ghost or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's just, okay, like, <laughs> this is my thing. It's, like, I thought it was just a huge coincidence. They wrote it down. It was, like, on pencil. Like, I mean, when they messed up on it, they're like, oh, wait, no. And I wrote one, two, four instead of one, two, three, four. Like, they would erase it and then (laughs) rewrite it. So I'm like, okay, but I don't know. I'm kind of skeptical of the fact that, like, any kind of Ouija board works. 
Because something that's mass produced and sold at like a Target actually works as a way of communicating with the dead. Like, <laughs> I know a little bit about the history behind the Ouija board. So apparently, um, they were really popular after the Civil War. In American history, there was this um, movement called spiritualism. So right after the Civil War, where there were massive casualties, you know, people had dead sons and fathers and like lots of families had um, deceased loved ones. And it was very tragic for any, for everybody, um, you know, particular, particularly um, on the East Coast and in the Midwest and so this um, this like spiritualism movement was popular at that time because people wanted ways to like you know be comforted by like okay there's you know our loved ones aren't really passed on they're just you know yeah their spirits are still around and so this movement um, came to be where it was sort of like a way for people to communicate with deceased loved ones mm-hmm. and that's when like the makers of this board came around and. Um, then there's also been like sort of spikes in um, in interest in the Ouija board after like major wars. So like after World War One, mm-hmm. World War Two, mm-hmm. um, they became sort of popular again um, during during times of um, you know like mass casualties. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, like apparently, like people like will collect them. Like some of the older ones are like collectors' items. Um, you know, there's different variations, you know, obviously, like, they're toys now, like, you can just buy one yeah. at, you know, Target or, um, you know, Walmart, they just sell them there, like, as, like, kids' toys, um, but I don't know, like, people believe that they can be used that way, um, you know, apparently, like, another thing, too, that's important, which I don't know if your friends, when they made their own, whether they added this but like so apparently like a big part of it is um on the board it, there's like one part that says hello mm-hmm. and another one that says goodbye yeah and then like apparently like to open up the communication you have to like circle it three times um you have to say hello and that like welcomes whatever spirit is there or if you're specific like if you specifically want to talk to somebody or something like you have to make that clear but Mm -hmm. you can just like open it and see whatever comes out um and then when you end the communication you have to like circle it again three times and say goodbye like you like apparently like that's a big part of it is like opening it and then closing it Mm -hmm. and so um I know there's a lot of like stories about like hauntings or um you know negative stories that people have where apparently like they attribute you know the negative experience to like not closing it properly mm. or not being specific about who or what they're talking to so um yeah again I've never used it I don't I'm not really sure if I you know when I hear stories um it depends on who's telling it but if it's somebody I know or somebody that's credible you know I'll be like okay like I'll listen to it and maybe see like where they're coming yeah. from and um you know, I'm not really sure if it actually works. I've never used one. I really have no desire to use one. <laughs> but um, it is interesting. Like, I think, um, you know, I think just that history of, like, the reason it became popular was 
it was a way for people to communicate with yeah. deceased loved ones. I think um, when you see kids using it, it's sort of just like, oh, like they're just messing around and they're kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe like that's not their intent. It's like, oh, let me communicate with someone specifically. It's sort of like, oh, like whatever's there or if there's something out right. there. I think it would be interesting to, you know, talk to our listeners if anybody has any stories, you know, about ghosts in general or scary paranormal things that happen to them in general like they can always reach out to us and yeah email us and tell us your your ghost stories we want to hear them and maybe if they're good enough we'll we'll read them yeah we can share some yeah but yeah if you have any experiences or stories um you know share those with us send us an email or you know leave a comment um you can always go to our website grimandglamorouspodcast.com and uh yeah, maybe we can share a few. Yeah. But yeah, I think that'll conclude our episode for today. So um, thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a good Halloween. And um, we'll look forward to the next episode. And um, yeah, thanks again for listening. This is the Grim and Glamorous podcast, and we hope you enjoyed. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>